Welcome to the Gather Houston podcast. We are a Christian community practicing the way of Jesus in all parts of life and for the good of all people. Thank you for joining us today. Well, Gather, today is the fifth Sunday of Lent. Uh, we're, we're getting to the end of this Lenten season. And uh, Lent is the season in the church calendar between Ash Wednesday and Easter. And it's a season of preparation for Easter Sunday. And uh, at Lent uh, this year at Gather, we're really emphasizing the humanity of this season. And we've been talking for the last few weeks about how our humanity is a pathway for experiencing God. And that though sometimes we have felt or maybe been told that our humanity needs to be pushed down or that the human parts of us need to be avoided in order to encounter God, we're really trying to embrace our humanity as a pathway to encounter God. We think it's actually our humanity that leads us to God. It's nothing that needs to be avoided or pushed down. And so all of Lent, we're talking about how all of us, everything that makes us, us, is seen by God, is loved by God, that all of those things are spiritual and that they matter to God. And we are embracing our full selves, all of our humanity, in order to encounter the loving and the living God. And part of our humanity is our past, our stories, all that has happened to us, all that has happened around us, all the stories that make us, us. And no matter how painful or traumatic our past may be, it is definitely, no doubt about it, a part of who we are. It is a part of our humanity, and we shouldn't avoid it, push it away. And so today I've asked a member of the Gather family, Carly Packard, uh, to come and help us begin the process of embracing our past, of acknowledging our past and our stories, not avoiding, but really acknowledging and embracing. And Carly is a, a licensed professional counselor in town, and I'm very grateful uh, that she's willing to share her expertise. And so I'm going to invite Carly now and ask her a few questions. Well, first, why, Carly, is it important to understand and acknowledge our past and our stories? Yeah, it's super important to understand our past because the way that they influence us and impact us in our decision making and the way that we go forward in our perspective in the future is huge. Um, our stories impact the way that we are in relationship with everyone, with ourselves, with our friends, with our spouse with our family, with God. Um, and so it's really, really important that we understand them. Um, and it's just a huge missed opportunity for us if we don't. Um, it can make our relationships with ourselves very confusing. Um, and processing our own stories helps us in our relationship with God to see ourselves the way that God sees us. Um, and without the goggles of trauma or emotional hurt or pain or confusion. Um, and so it can be really freeing and really important. So it's really important to understand our past mm -hmm. and ultimately it's good for us. Like it, we're better off for it. It's a Absolutely. missed opportunity if we don't understand our past. Yeah. So how do we start that process yeah. of understanding, of acknowledging kind of how we how we got here? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> um, and really hard. I would say the most tangible way to start 
recognizing, acknowledging our stories um, is to notice when we're trying to avoid them. Uh, so that can mean a lot of different things. Um, it starts with humility and understanding what our stories consist of. You know, the families we were born into, socioeconomic status, life circumstances that were out of our control. Um, accepting those with humility and then also accepting our part in them, how we reacted to them. Um, and that's really, really hard and takes a lot of humility. Um, but acknowledging that we have um, that pain and just noticing when we're trying to run from it or when we're trying to avoid it can be um, the biggest part of starting that process. Okay, so the avoidance part of it uh, and avoiding those hard memories, hard sections of our past, whatever that looks like. Can you give an example of what avoid what avoidance might would look like just in our normal life and maybe what it would look like to not avoid those things? Yeah. yeah. So um, I always joke like after a long day of work or a day of a lot of sessions that like, you know, I need to watch a movie or go to the movie theater, or I need to go shopping, or I need to, you know, like do something to decompress. Um, and in and of itself, that's not a bad thing, um, and it can be really helpful. And it's it's a coping skill in the therapy world that we call distraction, distracting. Um, and distractions are helpful, and they're they're great, but they do just that, right? So. When I'm distracting myself, I'm doing just that. I'm distracting myself from something. Um, and over and over and over again, when we distract ourselves from things, it can build up and we are avoiding something. Um, and usually, in my experience as a therapist, when someone is continually distracting themselves, we're avoiding pain, whether that's fear, which is can be pain, uncomfortable emotions, um, hurt feelings, misunderstanding, all of those things are painful. Um, and so that is an example of me not tolerating it in the moment um, and running from it. And, and there's times when that's helpful, but it can't be that way all the time. Um, so distractions are okay sometimes. I just <laughs> wanna make sure I'm getting. Yes, distractions can be very helpful in the moment. The issue comes when we put it to the side for the moment and we never circle back and okay. tend to it. Um, and so, yeah, it's a, it's a tricky balance, but um, noticing when you are distracting yourself intentionally can be a huge step um, in recognizing that that's even happening. An example of tolerating uncomfortable emotions, tolerating pain, um, would be to sit with it and feel it. So that can look a lot of different ways. It can look like talking to someone, um, whether it's a friend um, or like counselor, it can be anyone just talking through it, um, journaling about it. So there's lots of journal prompts of like, what's coming up for me? What's happening? What am I feeling? Um, does this connect to something in my past? And, and I've had a recent experience like that when I, um, I do supervision uh, I'm in supervision as a therapist, and um, I had a client story that was just sitting with me residually for a long time. 
um, and I brought it up to my supervisor and she had me kind of connect with the feeling that I felt when I was thinking about this client's story and the feeling that I was able to identify eventually was helplessness. And then she kind of had me do what we call a float back um, in the therapy world and you kind of connect to this feeling and then float back to a time where you also felt that same feeling. And it was just like instant teary eyes for me in the moment and I realized that my reaction to this current story wasn't really a reaction to this current story, it was a reaction to this thing over here that still had really intense emotional charge because I had not processed it. And so me kind of recognizing that with her and sitting in that and realizing that I needed to go and process this other thing is a part of tolerating in the moment those emotions because I'm not running from them, I'm recognizing where they're coming from. Um, and that's, a, that's one step of tolerating it. Um, it's not easy, but it totally opened my eyes of going forward of all these other instances where I had that same feeling that still bothered me and I didn't know why. So part of that, it feels like might just be uh, understanding what's happening in your body a little bit, like yeah. the feelings that are just embodied in you and trying to figure out what that means. Is that yeah. true? Yeah, absolutely. Body sensations are a huge part of feelings. So. One thing that not everyone knows is that every emotion has a body sensation and it's different for everyone. So you just have to figure it out what it is for you. For me, when I have high anxiety, it's in my stomach. Hmm. And so it, sometimes I feel it in my stomach before I even recognize, hmm. oh, I'm, I'm having anxiety because I have that feeling in my stomach. Um, but it can be different for everyone. Yeah. So yeah, understanding what's happening in your body, sitting with that pain, mm -hmm. not distracting forever. Right. Those are good first steps. Yeah. Uh, so what's a what's a maybe word of encouragement? Because you what you said is this is really hard, mm -hmm. and it, it is really hard. I also what I want to go back to really quickly. Sorry, okay. uh, is that it's also just sounds like what you're saying is a good reason to have a really good counselor or therapist yeah. that they help you sit with those uncomfortable things mm -hmm. and maybe lead you down those right paths that you maybe wouldn't get to on your own yeah. uh, sometimes. So mostly that's just a, a way to say it. you should find a counselor or therapist if you uh, are interested at, at all. Yeah. Uh, so finally, what's a just a word of encouragement? It is hard work uh, to sit with pain. What's a word of encouragement for any of us that, that want to go on this journey? Yeah, I would say there's, there's definitely no right or wrong way to start. Um, and healing is not linear, unfortunately. It's a long process and it looks like this. So um, just be very, very patient and compassionate with yourself. Um, one thing that, that always brings me comfort is that God is not afraid of pain and he's also not afraid of transformation um, because going through pain, experiencing and processing our past, we will be different on the other side. We will experience transformation um, and God is not afraid of that. Um, I would say for a tangible step is to simply notice uh, in a non-judgmental way that when we are avoiding or running from something, um, just to notice it, even if we continue to do it, just to take that step and make a conscious thought of, 
I'm running from something in this moment. Um, maybe tell someone, hey, ask me later to come back to this. Um, you know, that can be really, really helpful. Um, and then support. I think support is a huge part of the healing process. Uh, if we don't have support, it's going to be a lot harder. And um, having that for encouragement and, you know, to keep us responsible if this is something we want to do going forward. Yes, I just want to repeat the first phrase Carly said when she answered that question. There's no right or wrong way to start this process. And uh, I'm like just re I'm rereading my questions that I asked Carly to answer today. And they're mostly like, how do I do this the right way? <laughs> and so I, I think just for myself, I'm going, okay, maybe like maybe winning at this isn't the goal. Like maybe being right in this is it doesn't need to be my goal and trying to figure out how to, how to walk through it, just even for me to walk through it without uh, so much self-judgment to say I'm doing it right or I'm doing it wrong or I should have done it different. And so I appreciate that for me, uh, and I'm really grateful that you would share this with us. Yeah, yeah, of course. I am so grateful for Carly and her wisdom and her contribution to our community. Uh, what a gift. And Gather, I want you to know that just in general, I love counseling. I, I, I love uh, participating with a counselor, and I think it is a gift to us to have that kind of relationship with someone. And so uh, I, I want you to know that I think you should probably participate with a counselor or a therapist, and, uh, and we can help you do that. So if you don't know where to start, uh, I would be honored to help you find uh, a professional to meet with. Uh, we would be honored as a community to help you pay for that. Um, we, we really like helping to get people started on this journey, and it is an honor of mine to get to do that. So please let me know if I can help you get started with that. Uh, I love counseling, and today Carly shared her uh, professional expertise as a licensed counselor. But this wisdom that she shared uh, isn't just like the counseling way. It's not just counseling wisdom. It's not just therapist language. The wisdom that Carly shared is the Jesus way. And I, I, want, I want to make sure you hear me today that this message, this wisdom is the Jesus way. That we can't avoid our past. That our life comes through death, through the pain. That we get Sunday, we get resurrection by way of Friday, by way of death. Jesus was a man of sorrow, embracing pain all the way to death, even death on a cross. Carly shared with us the Jesus way. The, the Jesus way is, is death. It's not... Um, it's not very comforting necessarily right at the beginning. You know, we're looking forward to Easter. We're just a couple weeks away, and I hope you'll participate with us. And we all like Easter. Easter's a good day. We wear nice clothes. Uh, it's kind of a flowery day. It's joy and freedom. And, and we all want Easter, but we have to get there through crucifixion, through suffering, through death. And the way of Jesus is the way of death, through pain. And, of course, the way of Jesus is the way of new life. 
In John 20, when Jesus has new life, when Jesus is resurrected from the dead, he has overcome pain and suffering and evil. He is a new creation. He's risen from the dead. He's resurrected and redeemed. He shows up to his disciples and his friends. And in John chapter 20, verse 20, it says, Jesus showed them his hands and his side. And the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Jesus shows his friends, the disciples, his scars when he's resurrected, when he's redeemed. And that's how they know that it's Jesus. Jesus' past, all that pain and difficulty wasn't erased. It was redeemed. The scars were still there. A couple weeks ago, I taught from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And in that passage, it says, If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone and the new is here. And on the surface, it can feel like what the Apostle Paul is telling us in 2 Corinthians is that in Christ, everything gets erased. Everything gets erased. All that bad stuff, just erase it. You don't have to deal with it anymore. If you believe in Jesus and you follow this uh, certain formula, everything is erased. But we have to remember the Jesus way, the way of death, and that when Jesus is a new creation, The scars are still there. His past wasn't erased. It was redeemed. And this verse from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it starts with, if anyone is in Christ. If you're in the Jesus way, if you're in the Jesus way of death and then of resurrection, you'll still have the scars. The scars won't be erased, but they will be redeemed. So today I want to invite you into the Jesus way. It's not, it's not an easy way of life, and it won't be without pain or difficulty or heartache. It won't be without work. But the best way out is always through, life through death. Everything won't be erased, but it can be redeemed. And it is your humanity, all of your humanity, that will bring you to the living and the loving God. This is the Jesus way, and gather you are invited. So this is my prayer for you today. Gather, know that Jesus is not erasing your past. He is redeeming it. And your scars tell the story of resurrection, life through death, saving through suffering. And gather, may you participate in this way of Jesus. Lean into your story. The pain is yours and it is real. The healing is yours, and it is real. Embrace it all and encounter the loving and the living God. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in Gather, check out our website at gatherhouston.org or visit us on Sunday at 10 a.m.